You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Friday, July the 9th of 2021. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show, Lucas Smith. And thank you for tuning in today and every day that you tune in. And a happy Friday, everybody. We have made it to yet another Friday. And, uh, we, we should celebrate that. We should celebrate making it to Friday. And we also celebrate the fact that the Cardinals have the only day game today in Major League Baseball. They play at 120. Everybody else playing at 605 and beyond. Those time are central. And it's a big series coming up here against the Chicago Cubs. And I think it's a good series for this team to really take advantage of. Because we're going into the All-Star break. We're going to get a, a reset button here for three or four days. Yes, you got the Derby. Arnott on Rare should go into the All-Star game. But for the most part, for the rest of this team, we're going to get a bit of a reset button. But I would like to get a reset button with, with a little bit of momentum. So you at least have the momentum and a good taste in your mouth following a historic, really awful June uh, maybe, maybe not historic, but a really bad June for this team. It would be nice to be a little bit closer to 500. So, so they're 43 and 45. Um, so they're either going to be 46 and 45. Uh, that, that's the only way they could be at or above 500. Because uh, if they, even if they win two out of three, they would still be one game under the 500 mark. The Cubs enter with a identical or an identical 43 and 45 mark. So we'll be previewing this series this weekend. Finally got the probables up for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, but before I get any further into this episode, we are brought to you in part today by Spotify Green Room. Uh, download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our locked on rooms to get in on the action. Um, I hosted one yesterday. It was a lot of fun with some of you guys, so I appreciate all those who joined in. So be sure to be on the lookout for the next one. Uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter at LJ Fastball. Follow me on that Spotify Green Room app at LJ Fastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. Uh, email the show anytime at lockedoncards at gmail.com. And of course, you can listen to this podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, subscribe, follow, drop a rating, and tell your friends about it as well. So, this series is a big series. Um, every, every single Cup series this this year seems like has, has been big. Um, every series against the Cubs is big because it is the Cubs, but with, with the timing of this one, it just makes a lot more sense for, for why it's big. Uh, outside of the Milwaukee Brewers, the NL Central standings are pretty clumped up. You got the Reds that are seven games back, the Cardinals and Cubs are both nine and a half back, and the Pirates are way down below. So it's top-heavy, bottom-heavy. Middle three teams are fighting to stay alive. Um, and, and the problem is is that the NL Central is probably only going to have one team in it because you've got the Dodgers, Padres, and Giants all hogging up playoff spots out west in the two wild-card spots because the Cardinals and Cubs are both eight games out of the wild-card. Usually you're a little bit closer in the wild-card, but the third-place team in the National League West is... 52 and 38. Quick math, that puts them 14 games above 500 with a run differential of plus 78. Meanwhile, the Cardinals are two games below 500 with a run differential of negative 41. And there, yeah, we all know the problems with the Cardinals starting pitching, need a bullpen piece, need a better bat. So, yeah, not exactly a playoff uh, team right now, or not a playoff team right now at all. 
But th- this series can can do a lot of things. Uh, there's a tweet sent out. Uh, Derek Gould retweeted it, which is how I saw it, uh, from Cubs general manager uh, Jed Hoyer, which I thought was very f- a fascinating quote, to be honest with you. Um, Jed Hoyer, I'm sorry, he's the president. Cubs president Jed Hoyer said, quote, 11 days ago we were fully on the buy side of the trade deadline. Everyone was calling about that. Obviously, people are now calling to see which players are available. So it's a very different scenario than we expected. Life comes at you fast. End quote. That was from Patrick Mooney on Twitter. And again, Derek Gold retweeted it, which is how I saw it. And he could not be more spot on. These Cubs are now sellers. And it's a different scenario than St. Louis. And I'll get into that in just a moment. But... The last couple times the Cardinals have faced the Cubs, they were either on a winning, starting a winning streak or already on a huge winning streak, or maybe not necessarily a streak, but streak, but on a huge um, winning mode. They won a lot of games in a short amount of time, right? Now the Cubs are reeling. They're one and nine in their last ten. They've only won one out of their last twelve or thirteen or something of that nature. And they are, like Jed Hoyer mentioned, completely on the sell side. This is now an opportunity for the Cardinals to bury Chicago. Just absolutely bury them. Because the Cubs are 9.5 out. The Cardinals are 9.5 out. You might wonder, what's different between the Cubs and the Cardinals? As much as I love Joe Kilgallen of Locked On Cubs, and as much as I give them complete credit for their incredible month of June, this Cubs team was always overperforming when they were playing well. Their bullpen pieces are too young to rely on. We've seen that in their pitching has just been absolutely atrocious. Their offense is fine. They seem to be getting in a lot of slugfests from what I've been able to watch, despite being shut out yesterday. But these are their final scores from just the last week, just in the month of July. Lost 8-0, win 8-3, lost 15-10, lost 13-3. And then they kept the Reds at bay, but they still lost 3-2, lost 3-2, lost 1-2. Go back to the month of June. They had that 17-5 loss against the Brewers. Also a 14-4 loss in the Brewers in there. And the game before that, they lost 7-1 of the Dodgers. Their pitching has been absolutely atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. They had a really good May, a solid June. You know, my, myself and my uncle up in Chicago always thought this team was overperforming, and we're seeing that right now. They're different because I think the Cardinals are underperforming in June. Both teams have incredible amount of flaws. Both teams, if they want to make a playoff push, need some pieces to come their way. But the Cardinals are better suited for a playoff push, for at least a chance to scare the Brewers. This Cardinal team has been underperforming offensively the entire year. They finally busted out of it a little bit with the series against San Francisco, and I'm hoping that that can kickstart this offense into a a little bit of a more consistent, damaging time in the season. Boy, that was a rough thing to get out. But nevertheless, you get my point. I'm hoping that the the Giants series is able to kind of say, okay, the Cardinals' processes wasn't working. The Giants' series of processes were working. We got some results, especially in games one and two. We can do this. Front office needs to realize that just because they start winning a couple of games does not mean this team is fixed. Winning a couple games after losing a lot of games does not fix your weaknesses. It just says that some of the pieces that weren't performing, maybe you hang on to those. This team needs bullpen help. They just sent down Johan Oviedo today to get some bullpen help and to get Oviedo some more seasoning in the minors. They don't need a fourth starter until July 4th or 19th, I think, uh, is what Derek Gold tweeted out with between you know 
You got one, two, three set up here. The all-star break and the restart from the rotation at the top on Friday against the Giants at home. The Cardinals are more apt for a playoff push. I understand they're still a ways away, but they're better suited for a playoff push, a playoff run than the Chicago Cubs are at this point in time, despite having the identical record. Now, I also don't say that to just overlook the Cubs. This, this Cubs team is still a very okay team, especially with just the name, the names that they have between the Rizzos, the Bryants, Contreras. Nico Horner has been incredible this season. So you still got guys that you need to worry about getting out. I understand that, but long like long haul in terms of this year, the Cubs are going to be sellers, and I hope the Cardinals are not. I hope they buy, but I mean, here's the thing. If they're going to buy, they've got to buy hard because of that significant gap. So I'll talk about more about that in just a moment about, yes, how they're, the, how they're the same, but the Cardinals need to buy hard if they still want to make a playoff push. And I'll give you a preview of the upcoming series coming up here in just a moment. So stay with us. Uh, but first, I want to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market and available this week only. Today's the last day. Get the new Built Bar flavor, Grasshopper Cookie. What does that taste like, you might wonder? Well, this is Built Bar's version of the classic, delicious Thin Mint Cookie. All the flavor without all that sugar. Thin Mint Cookies are some of my favorite cookies of all time, and now I can get it in a Built Bar flavor. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and just 5 grams of sugar. But you can also get one of the other incredible delicious flavors because if you don't know them, you're missing out and there's something for everyone. Coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. So why don't get yourself a mix box? You can get two of each of the nine flavors and also throw in a couple grasshopper cookie flavors as well. So not only are these Built Bar flavors all incredibly delicious, but they're also healthy. Check out the macros. They've got 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Just 4 to 5 grams of sugar and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. All amazing flavors. All tasty. All healthy. Order today. Get the grasshopper cookie or the raspberry or the double chocolate or whatever you'd like. Or like I said, get them all. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 to get yourself a 15% off on your first order. That's a pretty good deal. And you get the incredible tasting Built Bar. Use promo code LOCK15 at checkout at built.com for 15% off your order. Talked about last segment how the Cardinals and Cubs are one in the same in terms of the record, but two different entities when you're talking about playoff odds. This Cardinal team, in my opinion, is a much better uh, is in a much better place for a um, playoff push. And again, here here's the thing: it's um, it, it's it's all it's all about timing, right? Because if the Cardinals had kind of flip flopped their timing a little bit, would have gone on a you know would have gotten in a slump at this point, then you might think, okay, the Cardinals are sellers. And it, let's say the Cardinals won a little bit more early on, and then they fell off kind of like the Cubs did, then the Cardinals become sellers. However, because the Cardinals are starting, you know, I get it. They've won one series, and I shouldn't be all about the hoopla or whatever. But they seem to be, they seem to be just playing better baseball this last, this last week, even with the three out of four losses against Colorado. And again, the, the, you, you could say that, that this is just 
shield twisting things and that this is just propaganda and all this whatever but i truly believe they're playing better baseball i'm still not blind to the flaws but the better baseball they're playing leads one to believe that they might not be as big as sellers as we thought two weeks ago timing is everything in this game all you got to do is make the dance then anything can happen now fan graphs might not agree with me in saying that the cardinals are better suited for a playoff push because as of this morning, the Cubs are projected, or not projected, have a 4.7% chance to make the playoffs, and the Cardinals have a 2.1% chance to make the playoffs. I don't think that is factoring in the sell that the Cubs are going to, to the Cubs are going to commit, or you know, maybe not fire sale, but they're going to sell some pieces. They're going to have to. They're going to get a lot worse real quick. And again, not that either one of these teams are in good, are in good or even decent positions to make the playoffs. I just mean for a push, to scare the Brewers, to make the Brewers think. And who knows, if they do get hot and the Brewers' pitching falls off the face of the earth, maybe they do go out and win the division. But right now, that is a tall, 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 tall task for anybody to dethrone the Brewers from first place in the National League Central. So, it's all, it's not just one or the other. It is true that the Cardinals are better suited for the playoff push than the Cubs, in my opinion, especially with the imminent sale. But it is also true that the Cardinals are two, some could argue, three trades away from being legitimate playoff contenders. That is not what I thought I would be saying at the beginning of the season because I thought that um, you know the Cardinals would be legitimate playoff contenders. Anyways, but injuries happen, underperformances happen, my predictions are wrong. Don't hasn't happened very often, but it does happen, and here we are. So, let's stop talking about playoff predictions. Let's start talking about this series. Today's game, um, we've got Mr. Wade LeBlanc excuse me, versus Kyle Hendricks. We all know Kyle Hendricks, the professor, dominates the St. Louis Cardinals, what it seems like on a day-in, day-out basis. Almost through a no-hitter a number of years ago. And, yeah, he's having a decent year this year. 10-4 and four with a 3.83 ERA. Um, 79 strikeouts and a whopping 98 and two-thirds of innings. So this guy is not striking out just about anybody. And when I was like looking at the game logs to see what his recent outings are. Recent outings aren't terrible. Six innings, one earned run against the Cincinnati Reds. Six innings, four earned against the Brewers. Two shutout six-inning performances against the Indians and Mets. And then his most recent start against the Cardinals came just about a month ago. On June the 12th uh, in Bush Stadium, six innings pitched, two earned, gave up two solo bombs, just three total hits. His other start against St. Louis on May the 21st, he went six and two-thirds of an inning, three runs, just one earned, seven hits allowed. Those are his two starts against the Cardinals this year. When you look at his career splits against the St. Louis, and again, I don't always like looking at career splits because teams change so often. But with the Cardinals, it is just simply uncanny how much he dominates St. Louis. In um, 142 thirds of an inning, he's got a 2.82 ERA. He's 11 and three in 22 games started, just 44 earned runs, just 124 hits. His WHIP is 1.05. Only 102 strikeouts, 15 home runs given up. Just absolutely dominates against the St. Louis Cardinals. Just a, 
a weird thing. It's like I said, usually, when we, yes, there are things happen. Chipper Jones always kills the Mets. Paul DeYoung kills the Mets. Kyle Hendricks beats the Cardinals. Ramos Ramirez kills the Cardinals. There are things that happen that players kill teams throughout a long period of time. I consider some of those just to be weird flukes. Not, not flukes, not to doubt the talent, but some of them to just to be weird stats that you can't really put a reasoning behind. Kyle Hendricks is a really good pitcher. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's you know on his, his career. Uh, he's got a 3.18 ERA and um, 1,146 big league innings. Eight wins away from 200 wins in his career. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He's um, 21 wins away from 100 wins. He's eight starts away from, from 2,200 games. My, my mistake there. So he's a strike thrower. Doesn't walk a lot of guys, and neither do neither does the St. Louis Cardinals starter, and that is Wade LeBlanc. He, he's a starter now, full time. You know, I think that he he's going to be able to be stretched out. He went four and a third in his first start against the Diamondbacks on June 28th. He went five and two thirds against the Colorado Rockies um, in his most recent start on July the third, and now six days later, um, he, he's getting the ball against the Chicago Cubs. Wade LeBlanc was uncharacteristically wild in his last start. He did walk three and hit a man, um, but in his start before that against the Diamondbacks, he uh, just walked one hit, uh, just walked one and hit one in four and a third innings. But he did not walk one in his previous two appearances and just walked one in a three inning outing against Atlanta. So, on the whole, in 23 innings, just the six walks, which is not terrible, especially considering the rest of the Cardinals pitching staff. We're going to see a lot of contact in today's game. Lots and lots of contact. I don't expect that many strikeouts. At least I hope there aren't too many strikeouts. Otherwise, something has gone drastically wrong for one of these teams. Um, but this, this is going to be a tough one for St. Louis to win only because of Kyle Hendricks and his numbers. Let's look at numbers against these specific St. Louis Cardinals. Because the only one, or the only two, with decent numbers against Kyle Hendricks. Can you guess the two? Just throw out a wild guess right now. In your car, while you're working out, while you're driving, mowing the lawn. Just throw out a guess. It's Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. Shocker. Nolan Arenado is hitting 333 and 21 at-bats with four home runs. While Paul Goldschmidt is hitting 333 and 33 at-bats with two runs driven in. Everybody else, abysmal numbers. Molina's 250 in 36 at-bats. Tyler O'Neill is 1 for 10. Bader is 4 for 16. Carlson is 1 for 8. Carpenter is hitting 114 in 44 at-bats. Paul DeYoung is 147 in 34 at-bats. Tommy Edmond is 158 in 19 at-bats. So even if you take out the career numbers against Kyle Hendricks for against St. Louis Cardinals. You want to take those out. Throw them out the window. Fine. Throw them out. Throw them as far as you can. This current Cardinals team still doesn't have almost any good numbers against Kyle Hendricks. Outside of Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. And again, I say, shocker. That's good for them. But this Cardinal offense is going to have a long day. Or you would expect them to have a long day against the professor, Kyle Hendricks. So this one is going to be a tough one to win. I predict that the Cardinals will lose this game, not because of Wade LeBlanc, but because of Kyle Hendricks shutting down the Cardinal offense. They have another slow contact pitcher going on Saturday. That's tomorrow. That is Zach Davies. He is His numbers are a little bit worse as he enters the game 5-5 five five with a 4-2-8 ERA. K.K. Kim enters with a 3-5 record and a 3-3-9 ERA. Kim's uh, on a bit of a roll, just a touch of a roll. This game is on Fox tomorrow night at 6.15, so 
all of baseball or all of the country should be able to watch it. I don't know how exactly blackouts work. Blackouts are stupid, like I talked about in my green room yesterday. Um, but yeah, KK has been a little bit more reliable um, in his last couple starts than we thought. And again, it's, it's just a couple starts. I get it. Um, but he went seven shutout innings against the Giants on Monday, which was good to see. Five innings, just one earned run against the Diamondbacks in his start before that. Two quality starts to build off of. He also had a, you know, he had two okay starts against the Pirates and Braves before that, and then a really good start against Miami in his return from the IL on the 15th. I expect good things from KK Kim. I really do. Uh, he, he's just one of those guys, but when he's on, he's on, and when he's off, he's off. I think you're going to have to get him out quickly if he is not on. So hopefully LeBlanc can get a little distance in him and, and help save the bullpen a little bit. I could be wrong there, but I just think that KK seems seems to blow up. Or at least he, he seems to not get a lot of outs. I'm not sure if he ever gets blown up per se, but he, he really does not. Um, yeah, when, when he gives up a lot of runs, he gives them up early in games. Um, when, when you're looking at you know, his opponents, he has not faced the Cubs this season. Um, he did face the Cubs um, last year in, in, the, in the shortened season as they only played National League Central teams. Um, and against the Chicago Cubs, just the one start, or he went three and two-thirds of an inning, one earned run, three hits, just the one strikeout. Um, so, so not a great performance when you're looking at um, only three and two-thirds of an inning. But I, I just have a little bit more confidence in KK around, or this time around, rather, excuse me. Um, and Davies, when you're looking at it, at his game logs, he went five innings, gave up two run against the Phillies in his most recent start on July 5th, so he'll be a little bit less um, on a little bit less of a roll. Three starts ago, he gave up eight earned against the Miami Marlins. And yes, the Marlins just took a serious win against the Dodgers, but maybe uh, that, that bad start against a not-so-good team uh, will, will come around again against the St. Louis Cardinals, although I do think the Cardinals are better than the Miami Marlins. So I think the Cardinals win game two. However, it does not bode well for them that they are on nationally televised TV. Uh, on, on Fox, They have not. that has not boded well for this team in the past. Sunday Night Baseball, any games on Fox, not good for this team. However, I think the curse is broken tomorrow as KK outdeals Davies and the Cardinals get the win. Um, and then Sunday's game is my birthday. I'll be at that game. Adam Wainwright gets to start. Uh, but I do take a quick break before I talk about that one. Um, and I'm really excited to talk about that one because I'm really excited to be at that one. So I'll talk about Adam Wainwright and his start on Sunday coming up here in just a moment. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can check all the action at Bet Online as well as betting on the All Star Game and the Home Run Derby as well. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, but also UFC, MMA action, and the NBA Finals that the Suns just took a two nothing lead in. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You can get that with the promo code LOCKEDON. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Get you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit on betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
120 on Sunday, July the 11th. Adam Wainwright takes the mound in the first half finale for the St. Louis Cardinals. Yes, they've played well over 81 games, but the first half comes to an official close after the end of playing on Sunday. And Wainwright has been sharp this season. 7-5 with a 3-5-8 ERA. And I've said from the get-go that he's going to have his blow-up starts. You're just going to have to live with them. He's had a couple. He had one on his first start against the Reds. He had one against the New York Mets. He had one against the San, Fran- or San, Francisco, San Diego Padres. But really since the San Diego Padres start, and that was all the way back on May 15th, he's settled down. He's not been extremely sharp every single time, but he has yet to give up more than four earned runs in a start since that since that start, which I think says a lot. Is that complete dominance? Is that all-star worthy? Is that Cy Young contention worthy? No, probably not. But for a 39-year-old starting pitcher, that's extremely solid. So Wainwright has been solid this entire year. You're going to get anywhere from six to seven innings, less than four earned runs, That should keep an offense in the game. That absolutely should keep an offense in the game. That's what Wainwright does. As a veteran starting pitcher, he knows that he might not always dominate. He might not know that. He said in in his two starts ago that he doesn't get why so many people are surprised that that he pitches well. He's never surprised that he pitches well. You know, good for him having the confidence. Um, But he's going to keep the. He's going to keep your. He's going to keep you in the game as I've said about 80 times in this third segment alone. So you feel good with Brainerd on the mound. Wainwright goes up against Trevor Williams, 3-2, 5-5-1 ERA, um, 29-year-old right-hander um, out of um, Arizona State. He's from California, San Diego. Uh, played for the Pirates for a, a long time. This will be just a second start, uh, second appearance at, uh, out of the DL. They're not DL, I'm sorry, that was an old term, IL. Uh, he started on May 26th against the Pirates, and then his made his return against the Phillies on July the 6th, uh, going three and two-thirds of an inning, seven runs, three earned, um, giving up a home run, a walk, and three strikeouts. So you got to think the Cardinals offense should have a pretty good day against him, one would imagine. But I like Wainwright a lot in that start, and I project um, a win on Sunday. So I think the Cardinals win two out of three. I would really like a sweep trying to get back to that 500 mark. I uh, saw on Twitter that they're 0-4 in their last four attempts um, to get to that 500 mark. And I hope they at least have an opportunity to do so on um, one of these days. But I, I just don't feel confident in predicting a sweep. I do feel confident in predicting two out of three. Get to the All-Star break. Get there on a high note. Even if you take a series, take a series win is a series win. If the Cardinals win every series from here to the end of the season, you're probably going to feel pretty good about their their odds to at least make some noise in the playoffs. Win series sweeps are incredibly nice. Obviously, win series that is something that the Cardinals have not been doing. They have not been winning very many series at all. I mean, you, you look at the, just the, the, the schedule in the month of June. Here are the series they won in the month of June when they faced a playoff team just five times in the month. They won three against the Marlins, and they won three against the Diamondbacks. That includes a th- serious loss, three out of four to the Pirates, a sweep and a two-game set against the Tigers, losing three out of four to the Atlanta Braves, and getting swept at home by the Cincinnati Reds. 
So if they win this series this weekend, they have a chance that that would get them as many series wins in two weeks as they had in the entire month of June. Win series, good things happen. That's all I've got. I'm wrapping up on this Friday. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the Twitter, the show on Twitter, Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. And be sure to go ahead and head over to Locked On Today where they're talking Devin Booker, Phoenix Suns, and NBA Finals. To get more of the sports news you need in less time with Locked On Today podcast, follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to do the same with this podcast. Tell your friends about it, and I'll be back on Sunday. Or no, I'm sorry. I'll be back on Monday as a bright, wise, 21-year-old as uh, I turn 21 on on Sunday. So I'll be back with more Locked on Cardinals on Monday. I'll try to have a brain with me on Sunday. So until I talk to you the next time, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic weekend.